This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. No matter how you look back on it, the summer of 2011 left an indelible mark on Liverpool Football Club. The first summer window for new owners FSG saw a hive of activity in the market with a taste for both the new and the old. With club legend Sir Kenny Dalglish at the helm, another former Reds forward returned with Craig Bellamy rejoining from Man City, while the arrival of a 21-year-old Jordan Henderson from Sunderland perhaps offered an insight into the direction the Reds were now heading. Welcome Along to Blood Red, I'm Guy Clark, and here on the channel, we've recently been catching up with another of the summer arrivals from 2011, Charlie Adam. Coming up over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk to him about his move to Anfield, playing under Sir Kenny Dalglish, as well as his views on a couple of those in the current squad. That, of course, includes his views on Jordan Henderson, as well as his former Scotland teammate Andy Robertson, before telling us what it would mean to see the Reds end their 30-year wait for a league title. All that's left for me to say, though, is enjoy. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Charlie, thanks a lot for your time and thanks for joining us here on the uh, the Blood Red channel. It, it's best part of a decade yeah. since you signed for Liverpool. It must sort of feel like yesterday, I suppose, since you first walked through the doors at Melwood and I can't believe sort of how quickly that time's gone ever since. No, listen, when the first first time of um, the whole speculation started and when I was going to go come to Liverpool, um, it's just gone so quick. Um, and, uh, you know, the club is progressed so much um, in the last 10 years and, you know, winning the Champions League and being so close to winning the, the Premier League. It's it's a phenomenal turnaround and um, yeah, it's just, let's say it's gone so quick, but, you know, something I'd never ever change. No, like you say, some of you arrived at the club was uh, very early days of the American ownership and now you look at where the club is from there. It does seem sort of unbelievable how far the club in the space of that decade or so have have been able to kick on. Yeah, it doesn't. It, uh, it's obviously Liverpool Football Club. It's past history speaks for itself. But I think in the the last four years since since Jurgen's taken over, he's taken the club back to the old Liverpool. You know, being one of the big big ones in Europe, competing for the Champions League. Um, Obviously, going to looks like they're going to win the first title in, in 30 years, so it's an, a tremendous achievement. But also, you know, the the way the the club changed, the building a new stand and the owners funding that, and I, I just think that the owners have done an incredible job for this day and age and what they spent and the whole value of what other clubs have spent. It's an amazing job, and then let's say they're, they're a club that's on the up and you know possibly can dominate for the next few years. Is that where you see, obviously, Liverpool now heading? Because you mentioned Liverpool of old. When you arrived at the club, it was under uh, Kenny Dalglish. He was the man at the helm at the time. And, of course, he represents so much of what's great of Liverpool's past. But it does feel as though now that the club is on the verge of getting back to where they were in their heyday in in the uh, 70s and 80s. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the the big things for Jürgen's thing under the rain was that you were never allowed to touch the sign until you actually win a trophy. And, um, you know, he started to, to, he involved that. And then, you know, the great players, you know, they've won trophies over the years at Liverpool and the players that are there now, they'll be they'll be going down in the history books, you know, for the the first team in 30 years to win the Premier League. It's, it's incredible. Um, 
And, you know, the, the revolution really did start under, under Kenny because he re, revitalised it. He brought it back together because um, there was a lot of issues off the pitch with, with previous owners. And um, Liverpool were, were able to then go and compete with the top clubs for the, for, for the players that they, they managed to bring in. One of the guys who was signed during the same summer as you, still there now, wearing the captain's armband, is Jordan Henderson. I, I suppose in many ways he typifies that whole period really coming in things beginning to, to sort of change and he's been there through I suppose difficult and, and testing times for he personally and for Liverpool as a club and now he's the man wearing the armband personifying what it's all about Absolutely he came in he was a young kid coming in from Sunderland you know was playing probably at a position um, difficult for him to get into the central midfield position but as time grew and the, the importance that he become in the club, you know, that, that evolved over the years and, you know, he's a mainstay in the team now, he, you know, obviously the, he's the captain, but, you know, I think Liverpool are a very different team when he doesn't play. There's, you know, the dynamics of the team when he plays are different and, um, you know, he's one where he's very underrated. I think he, for me personally, I think he could be, you know, player of the year. I think, how, and that's how much of an influence he has in the team. You know, you talk about your Kevin De Bruyne, as you talk about Harry Kane. You know, Jordan Henderson, as an individual, has is 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 that's what he's like at Liverpool. He's he sets the tone, he sets the markers for everybody else to then be able to go and play. And um, nah, he's been terrific um, over the past past few years, and and you know, grown into being Liverpool captain. Did you see this level of hunger in him? There's been tales of him on the training ground when at Sunderland having to be pulled off because he was trying so hard in training. Did you see the work he was putting in day in, day out, even during your time at Liverpool and sort of envisaging the example he could now be setting to the younger players in the team as he does? Did I envision Jordan Henderson winning the European Cup as Liverpool captain? Probably not, but how things have changed and how comfortable you become in a role and you become into a new club. He was a young lad starting out from Sunderland coming to Liverpool. It was difficult. But over the seasons and, and each season he's got better and better and uh, you know he's playing his best football this season that he's, he's probably ever played. And um you know he's 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 worked his way into the role and um no, he, listen he's a terrific role model for young kids for the Liverpool Football Club on and off the pitch. You know, you never you never see him in the press for anything wrong. He's a uh, you know, well-respected, manable person, um, and you know, I think he's just, you know, he, you could put him up there with the, the, the Liverpool great captains over the years. And I suppose he's not had it easy in terms of even the relationship he's had from certain sections of the fan base or or fans, even not of Liverpool Football Club. In I suppose deriding him to an extent, yet he's shown that mental toughness you say he's never in the press he does keep himself to himself to ensure that season on season he, he's getting better and I suppose he shows almost a bit like how Anfield is is a great cauldron of noise when things are going well for Liverpool when things aren't going so great it can be difficult but he's got that steely determination to make sure that he's going to drag the side through and make sure that Liverpool are, are where they want to be well the great captains over the years have have been that they've 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 dragged Liverpool to the mire. You know when the when it was low, the great captains, the Gerrards and you know um, soon these people, they're the ones that fill me. They're the ones that have that they take responsibility, and he's taking responsibility. Um, you know, there's a lot of added pressure on being the captain of Liverpool Football Club, and, and I think he's accepted the role very well. He's he's taken it. 
you know, any stride and the performance that he's producing is incredible. But it's it's um, it's just a, a position that you know he he takes very very seriously, and you know he's getting the rewards for that. He had a difficult time at the start, and um, you need mental strength. And when you when you you play at the top level, you need uh, an inner inner um, confidence, but also you need to have a mental mental state that you know if you do have a bad game, you can't get bogged down in you know what people are saying and whatever. You, you, you've got to just you know brush it off and go again. And he's done that for a number of years now, and um, nah, he's been he's been terrific. You say you should be sort of in the conversation for sort of player of the year and just from the player's mindset of, of yourself, we speak so much about his mentality and how he leads the club, but even his technical prowess, I suppose in many respects you have to have been in that position as yourself, as a player yourself, to just understand how easily he can flip and change from the different roles and positions he's asked to play by the manager. Yeah, but that's because um, he's got a manager that trusts him. He, he's got a manager, no matter what role, if he plays at centre-back or central midfield, if you ask John Menton to play at any position, he'll give 110%. He'll go and do his best. But he's got quality, and I don't think that people realise how good he was technically. Um, but also, you know, the way Liverpool plays suits John Menton, the tempo, of the, the way they want to go and get after teams and how they set up and... You know how he wants to learn from the best players, and it's, um, no, it's it's it, it's down to him, and it's a dedication, his attitude to to wanting to be the best player possible. And I suppose that all sort of goes hand in hand with how Jurgen Klopp's assimilated and put this side together. Because an, another guy who sort of springs to mind in in that respect is a guy you would have played with, I'm sure, for Scotland in Andy Robertson, who came in from Hull and perhaps wasn't a signing that really sort of took the eye of all too many people, yet now I would probably arguably say he's one of, if not the best left-backs in the world, and that's through that sheer persistence and personal characters that this this side show throughout. He's always had the the quality, you know, his pathway into Liverpool is is very unique uh, from playing Queen's Park part-time and Dundee United and going to Hull. I told Stoke to sign him when, uh, when he was at Hull. Um, obviously, when they had the relegation clause was about eight million, and I said that you know they should take him. Never took him, and look where it's going, you know. But uh, he's a he is a he's a he's a, he's a great player. He's he's improved. He's the best left back in the world for me personally. I think he is. I think <coughs> Liverpool have got three of the best, or three or four best defenders in the world, uh, and Trent Alexander, Virgil Van Dijk, and and Robertson. I think they're that good. And um, his pathway has just been incredible. But it's the determination to get there. But also, when you're there, it's staying there. And he's, you know, his games, his numbers are incredible for Liverpool. And um, that is down to his mentality, his attitude and how he wants to play. And listening and learning to the, to, the, to the coach and to the manager. And, um, yeah, he's been phenomenal for Liverpool. And we all from the outside sit back and say, oh, the title race is done at the head of this... Uh, last game week it was 16 points the gap to Manchester City in second place but none of the guys in the camp are going to say it's done and I suppose it does come back to that just the uniqueness of the situation Liverpool are in to end this 30 year wait for a league title the players seem as though they're enjoying it when they're playing but they're not going to get carried away and sort of start shouting the odds externally Absolutely not the the, the top teams don't do that Uh... They've been in positions before where they've been ahead and lost lost it. Not 
as far ahead, but they did the previous season. Um, they learn from that, and I think that's a good motivation for them as well. That they've been through that experience of, you know, the games that, you know, listen, Liverpool have probably not blown everybody away this season and how they've played, but they've been efficient. They've won games at the right time in the right moments. You know, big big key moments in the games they've won that. You know, the record speaks for itself. You know, I think they dropped two points uh, all season. I think it's phenomenal. The numbers that they're at at the moment is just is, is ridiculous. Um, but they have to keep performing to the level, and that is driven by your captain. You know, James Milner, Virgil Van Dijk. It's um, they're, they're the players that keep driving the team. The experience they've had before will stand them in good stead, and hopefully, you know, get them over the line. Rather sooner rather than later. Do you see a weakness in this side? Because you, you say they are only two points dropped all season. It seems an absolutely unbelievable achievement that that Liverpool are currently on on record to sort of surpass any records that have been there before, whether it be points totals, unbeaten runs, all sorts. They just seem to keep churning out win after win. It is, and, and is there is there a weakness? Absolutely not. You know, they are, the, the the team is. The only problem you'd say is that the midfield three are not whole, household name, as in it's not superstars, as in you know big players like Van Dijk or Firmino or Salah or Mane, but they do the job, and that's what I'm saying. That three in midfield are a key to Liverpool Football Club and how they they start the game and how the the, the tempo. Van Aldum, Fabinho when he comes in, Henderson, Lallana, you know Milner keep playing there. Kate, you know, has been has been in there something so. It's um, it just shows that you know the hard work, the application, good quality, um, a togetherness could set you on the right pathway to something, and um, you know they're on that way to to doing something very special. And um, let's say it's a it's a joy to watch them at times. Some of the football they play is, is incredible. They blow teams away, you know, within the first twenty minutes. I think when you first come in, they used to do that. First fifteen twenty minutes, the game could be over. But then, you know, the last half an hour, they <clears throat> sort of, you know, tailed off as if the fitness, they, they blew up. But now they, they, they channel it in the right way. And, you know, they've just, they, they've just become a phenomenal team um, over, the, over the past, you know, two years, really. They were unlucky in, in losing the league last year. But winning the Champions League in this year, they've just been phenomenal. And you yourself, obviously, still playing and playing with Reading in the Championship. 18 games under your belt so far this season. A couple of goals in there for you as well. It looks as though the Championship, just how tight it is, you guys probably perhaps still with a chance of, of looking at that top six or even in the FA Cup. Who knows? You could well be making a return to Anfield should both you and Liverpool get through. You never know, Charlie. No, you never know. It'd be great too because of the the, the opportunity to play against the best club in the in the in the country, but also the best club in the world, um, European champions. But uh, no, listen, we're going okay. We, we you know we started against uh, not uh, Millwall at the weekend, but um, no, we're we're in a good position. You know, the Reading have been in a position of you know fighting relegation in the last few years, so it's nice to be in a position where we're looking up the table instead of behind us and. Um, we just got to keep keep going, and um, you know I'm I'm loving it. I keep playing and and seeing where it takes us at the end of the season. And you're alongside a Liverpool loanee. I know the deal's to be made permanent in, in the summer in Ovi Ajaria, and he seems to be one of the guys in the team who is really relishing the new management under Mark Bowen. He's a match winner, you know. Ovi's 
he's one that you know once you give him the ball you don't really see it for a bit because he's technically very good both feet can go either way and um you know he's he's a he's a he's a wonderful talent and um you know, like you say, when you're at a club like Liverpool, sometimes you just have to take that little bit of step back to then push on again. And I think he's in that moment in his career where he needs to come and play somewhere. You know, similar to a Ryan Kent, where you know they've gone out on loan and hoping men to produce produce the goods to go back to the to the, the top level again. But uh, yeah, he's a wonderful player, and and you know we're glad that he's on our side because he he can win his games and um, you know some of the things he can do in a, with a football is incredible. And you mentioned sort of Ryan Kent there and you think Harry Wilson's on loan at Bournemouth. Liverpool right now on the pitch, it's all going well with the first team, obviously. But it seems the academy's doing well. You've got a few sort of trying to knock on the door or getting on the bench for the first team when they're a bit short on numbers. It does seem everything right now at Liverpool Football Club is in really rude health. Absolutely. I think it's a club that everybody will want to to be part of. A lot of the big players will want to go there. Um Obviously, building new the new academy will be the new training ground at the academy will be special when it's finished. Um, I think the recruitment has been phenomenal in the last few years, um, and what they've they've brought in. And then also you've got people like Ryan Brewster, who's at Swansea, and Curtis Jones coming off the bench, scoring that goal against Everton the other week. Harvey Elliott they bought from Fulham, so they've got good young players coming through, and I think it's. Transitional period now is just a Jurgen Candy getting the problem they've got. The younger ones is in the forward position. You've probably got three of the best forwards in in the world. You know, in the top ten in the world. You know, Mane, Salah, and Firmino. It's going to be difficult for them. But if they could sit there and watch and learn and be around it, that'll be massive for their development. And um, you know, I think Liverpool is a club that, at the moment, is is one that everybody's is looking to to be part of. And just to finish off, Charlie, really do appreciate your time. But thinking back to to your time at the club, you know you've been in and around it. You know how much it means. How much pleasure do you get seeing this Liverpool side doing what they're doing? And as much as we don't want to jinx it, inevitably looking as though they are going to win this. Uh, sorry, win the title and end this wait for a, a league title. Well, when I when I when people ask me about Liverpool, I always say, listen, I'm, I was I was fortunate enough to be picked to play for Liverpool. You know, I played thirty seven games. Um, won the Carling Cup, and I was one of the, I'm one of the lucky ones to actually pull on that shirt. There's millions over the world that dream of doing that, and um, I got that opportunity. And also, you know, when it, being in the club, you see the, the hard work that goes on. But the, the rewards are getting now. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's great to see, and I hope that they they, they are successful and they and they, they could they can get over the line and and, and win that win that um, Premier League. But also, <laughs> knowing in the, how you see the group. They'll be looking to win the Champions League as well. Yeah, certainly. Will. Well, Charlie, thanks very much for your time, as I say, and uh, good luck with the, the rest of the season at Reading. Thank you very much. Former Liverpool midfielder Charlie Adam then joining us here on the Blood Red channel and certainly not short of praise for the Red skipper Jordan Henderson. Well, that is it here for this edition on Blood Red. Thank you a lot for your time and your company. And until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.